2: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I talk about the recent release of Bray Wyatt. Why it happened. Where does it go from here? And did creative have anything to do with it? Because we go into the creative process in the WWE. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast.
2: I don't think anybody saw it coming and we we have to speak about it this morning as uh as factually as we possibly can because we really don't know the exact reason why it's happened we've heard some rumors you we were discussing right before the show started you know what we had heard as far as is it true that it was because of for financial reasons for cutbacks for bottom line reasons was there some type of uh issue going on with bray you know Mentally, like we know that he took the loss of um, Luke uh, Harper luke harper very you know it it hit him hard and then his dad got let go from the wwe and then bo got let go from the wwe uh just had a a, you know a a new uh uh you know a newborn just recently i'm sure a lot of stress a lot of stuff building up on bray over over time so let's let's try to take these Individual reasons, rumors we don 't know for sure, and kind of analyze them, get the nation involved in the conversation, see what they think. But as of right
1: now, Dave, I think you would have to agree we don't know the truth no and, and but you know, and we can, we can only speculate, and then the truth will come out i mean obviously. This is a crazy time in the world of the WWE bully, uh, you know, you know, AEW is heating up. AEW is gaining traction and momentum and buzz. Um, Vince McMahon you know, in a financial call last week said, AEW is not even on our radar. You know, this isn't like a WCW back in the nineties, you know, he made and he made a, a remark about the talent. And, um, and he said kind of like, I'm sure there'll be more talent. And I think Bray Wyatt is another case in, in point in that, um, it's just, it's, it things like, it seems like things are starting to heat up and, and what, well, you know, first of all, AEW is on a tip of a lot of wrestling fans' tongues. Right now, it should be the WWE. We're two weeks away from SummerSlam, you know, th- you know three weeks away from SummerSlam, you know, the second biggest pay per view in the WWE. And it doesn't really seem to have a lot of buzz. Now, that could change starting tonight on Monday Night Raw, but they're throwing out some heavy hitters there, and it doesn't really seem to reflect on the ratings for the WWE right now. That's just one thing to put aside. But we've seen a lot of firings and a lot of releases over the last year from the WWE. Kind of started after, you know, WrestleMania 36 during the pandemic. A lot of wrestlers were released, which right or wrong, Bully and Bully, you always say it's about the it's about the dollar. It's about business. But during this pandemic, a lot of wrestling companies have not let employees go. AEW being one, Ring of Honor being another one. With all the struggles that they have had, they have not let any talent go. As a matter of fact, even gave extensions to a lot of talent when they had a built-in excuse why they didn't need to do that. The WWE bully has had no problem not just releasing wrestlers, but people behind the scenes that have been with the company for 20 years or more being released right now. This is, a, this is a different WWE. Since Nick Khan has come in, for better or for worse, his job is not to think about people's feelings. His job is not to think about storylines. His job is not to think about the, the wrestlers. His bottom line is to make money for the WWE. And it doesn't matter how he does it, and that seems to be another case in point this past weekend of that agenda. Is it working? It's definitely working.
2: then then the hire was a good decision from Vince McMahon. Now, it's not a good decision uh, in our eyes as far as the product is concerned or the characters are concerned, but if Vince McMahon brought in Nick Khan to do one job and one job only, make that bottom line look better, it's his business. It's his fruit stand. It always has been. We're not happy about it. the The perception of this whole thing is just, to me, is is horrible. With the talents getting released, and yes, every you know, with every you know, week week in and week out, we come on the show and we talk about the product and the the character depth and stuff like that. Perception wise, reality wise, if it's working for the WWE, that's all Vince McMahon is going to care about. Now, I don't know how much more money the WWE needs to make. I mean, is there. Does this release. If Bray's release is legitimately for the same reason that Braun was released, where they were trying to take a huge downside guarantee and get rid of it to make their bottom line look better, does that make you think any more or any less that maybe the company. Is up for sale in some way, and they're trying to make that bottom line look better.
1: I mean, it's possible, but I don't, I don't think so, Bully. I think that Nick Khan came in now. Nick Khan, from what I hear, makes over a million dollars a year, so he has to justify his position and why he's been brought in. So he yeah, has to make he makes a
2: million dollars a year. So let's cut all these other million dollar guys.
1: Hey, Ugh. I mean, uh, listen, Bully. You know that's what happens when you get somebody at that high of an executive to come in, right? You have to just uh, listen, we see it. We I see get it, all the it the time you and, sound screwed up. It does, but you see that in big companies all the time. You have to justify why you're there. And I think Nikon, listen, the numbers show it. That that deal with Peacock it was it was a huge improvement over the WWE Network. Now, for fans like you and I, it's a pain in the ass. We love the WWE Network. We love the way that it was organ, organized and everything else. But Peacock... All the pay-per-views are up. You know, all all the original programming is up. Why? Because it's on a streaming service that not just wrestling fans have. So even the casual observer, hey, I'm not going to subscribe to the WWE Network because I'm not a hardcore wrestling fan. But if they have Peacock, maybe they'll tune into a WrestleMania or a Money in the Bank or a Royal Rumble. I mean, that was a good decision. Davis, and at the you end just- of the, go ahead. Don't go, sorry. No, and and at the end of the day, you know what? Creative be damned. Storyline be damned. Because, Bully, we've been saying this for years and years on this show. The WWE is a machine. Now, I know fans don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But the WWE is a machine. These wrestlers, to them, are just spokes in the wheel. That's all it is. And it can be easily replaced. Time has shown. Cena leaves and Cena's gone? Did it hurt the company? Did they lose that many viewers? Did the merchandise sales go that far down when John Cena left? The answer is no. Because, and again, Bully, you've explained it a million times, and people don't want to listen. But the WWE sells a brand. They don't sell superstars anymore. This is the reason why. This is the reason why they don't want one superstar being bigger than the company for this reason alone. It's all about the brand of the WWE. You know, the WWE comes to, comes to town, it's like the circus coming to town. You know, that, that's what it is. You're not buying a ticket to see one particular superstar. You're there to see the WWE. And that's exactly what is happening right now in that company.
2: When you went to the circus, you went to go see Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. That's, That's right. what you knew it. You didn't go to see because I want to see uh, Bozo the Clown or Jerry the Elephant or uh, you know uh, Jimmy the Bat Flipping, uh, you know Dick Face Rat Mole. I don't know what I'm. Si- it, it is. It's all about the WWE. Yep. Now let me uh, let me let me bounce this off you because as you were talking, this thought popped into my head. Can we agree that a Braun Strowman with his stature is right in Vince, McNeil's, Vince McMahon's wheelhouse when it comes to talent?
1: I would think that that is, is his prototypical pro wrestler. When it comes to Bray
2: Wyatt and the chara- character of the Fiend, the Fiend being very close to what The Undertaker was, wouldn't you say that's in the wheelhouse of what Vince McMahon loves? Sports entertainment. Yep, absolutely. So these two guys who are making a lot of money in the WWE and are making uh, and are justly making this money because they worked their way up and they earned their way to the top and their downsides. You're going to tell me that Nick Khan has come in and has so much control that he can take two prototypical w vince mcmahon wwe guys and go up to vince and go this guy's gone you know that big guy that you like the one that has big muscles and is huge and he looks like a man's man the kind of guy you want to eat steak with that guy yeah we got to get rid of him vince and oh vince by the way this other gimmicky gimmick the fiend that's really close to the undertaker remember the guy that you created and named yeah we got to get rid of him too i mean it, it, it defies reason to me. Yeah, these guys are th- these guys are what Vince has built over the past thirty years, forty years since he took over from his dad. Why are we trying to make that bottom line? If if the reason is budget cuts, whatever we were talking beforehand, they're
1: making money. When was the last time they re- re- reported a quarterly loss? I, I couldn't even tell you. We've seen the stock go up and down, but as far as them losing money, even during the pandemic, the quarters during the pandemic, they made money, Bully. To, to me, it's a bit odd that Nick Khan
2: can just tell Vince, these the, these talents that I know you love and are near and dear to you, you got to let them go. It's, it's, it has me thinking a little bit more about maybe unleashing this company to somebody else i know it's uh, to me it even it even sounds foolish to say that the wwe is for sale and and dave let's say that this was true if you were you were a big company that was about to buy the wwe right yeah the, the WWE turns around and goes, well, look how how good our bottom line is this week as compared to last week. This other company is going to go, yeah, because you cut this guy loose and you cut this guy loose, not because you actually made more money because more people turned into your product or more people bought merchandise. I mean, I, I'm sure whatever company could possibly be looking into the WWE is smarter than that. I just, I, I, I don't get it, like, especially a Bray Wyatt. You know, if you wanted to tell me we ran out of things for Braun, I mean, look at how we speak about Braun on the show. We like Braun, but it's it's almost like that big show thing. Start, stop, heel, baby face, get these hands, yada, yada. So if somebody from Creative or Vince were to say, you know what, we just didn't know what else to do with him. Meh, okay, okay.
1: I'll buy into it.
2: Bray? completely different story
1: i I know and from everything i hear bray wyatt was the you know perfect employee like never complained never had his head down like you would say boy never had the boo-boo face whatever character that they threw at him he gave it 110 percent. like he was the prototypical company guy you don't want to let people like that go (laughs) you know Cause what kind of what what does that show to the rest of your roster? That really shows that anybody at any time could go. Also, it would show, bully, that the next time your contract's up, are you really gonna be like, I deserve this, I want this. You're probably gonna be like, give me whatever you're you're planning on giving me, because I don't wanna be let like, go. Oh. I don't want that million dollar deal because after next year's WrestleMania, when you make another cycle of budget cuts, I might be on that list now. So whatever you give me, I'm fine with because I just want to keep my job. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from Family Farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, Nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters
2: I know you posted something on social media the other day about this is a horrible decision and everything like that, but we don't know exactly what the reasoning was, and it is smart for you to stay away from ranting on this. If it was a release, then I would fully understand, and it it might be, you know, you ranting, but if it was like a mental health thing, if the guy asked to be released or both parties thought that it would be in his best interest to be released, then, you know, it is what it is. I'll tell you what... you want to talk about a, a ball being teed up for another company to bring on guys? I mean, we've had the punk discussion yes. to AEW. We've had the Danielson discussion with AEW. Bray Wyatt now, once his 90 days is up, I mean, who knows? He Possibly see him in AEW. And the only reason I'm br- bringing up AEW and not other companies, is despite the fact that Anthem has a lot of money, and Sinclair has a lot of money, and New Japan has a lot of money, I don't see them going into their pockets like uh, a Tony Khan would for a talent like Bray Wyatt. And oh, by the way, if the rumors are true, Adam Cole will be available uh, right after SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, Raj Deary of Wrestling Inc. has, has said that, that this is the last month of Adam Cole's contract with the WWE. If that's true and the things that we've said about NXT, is it possible or would it be shocking if Adam Cole found a new home over the next three months? If I'm Adam Cole and I look at the landscape
2: of things that have happened over the past month, I'm almost I, – I think I might even have my bags packed because – Adam Cole is will always be successful in NXT, but what more is there for Adam Cole to do? If he goes to the main roster, oh dear God, because what have happened to Talent? So look at the Keith Lee's and the Carrion Crosses. Why should Adam Cole think that his situation would be any better if a, a monster like Keith Lee, Keith Lee and a killer like Carrion Cross have been treated the way they did? What are they gonna do with Cole? There's, there's about 99 reasons I can think of uh, to go to uh, a company like AEW for Adam Cole and, and flourish and thrive and be a part of something that is slowly but surely creeping up on the WWE.
1: Now, Bully, um, and I mentioned this last week, and I think, and, and this wasn't even re- in relation to Bray Wyatt, but, you know... When Doug Morgan and I were doing this show together, we did a show out in New Orleans after WrestleMania 30. And I think everybody would agree, coming off of WrestleMania 30, they thought that was the closing of a chapter in the WWE, and it it really did seem like they were going in a completely different direction with their talent. And it seemed like they were getting away from the aged veteran And they were moving forward. I think if there was ever an example of that, it was WrestleMania 30. And Bully, I'm sure you remember going into WrestleMania 30, the biggest star was probably CM Punk. And CM Punk left, you know, and quit on the WWE because even when he was the champion, he never was in the main event. And he left. And he was just frustrated with creative and probably some of the same frustrations that we share as fans. But before WrestleMania 30, CM Punk was already gone. And it seemed like a shame because WrestleMania 30 was a new chapter for the WWE. I want to just quickly, Bully, go over with you the WrestleMania 30 card, which we thought was a new beginning of the WWE. You had Daniel Bryan defeat Triple H. You had The Shield Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins defeat Kane and the New Age Outlaws. Obviously, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins have gone on to great success with the WWE, but Dean Ambrose no longer with the WWE. Cesaro won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and I think... It's safe to say now that Cesaro is where he is. Like, I don't think there was any real big jump for Cesaro after WrestleMania 30. He's gotten he's gotten some title shots, but I think you would agree, Bully, that even if he got one, he quickly went back down the ladder in the WWE. He had the John Cena-Bray Wyatt match. Now Bray Wyatt now gone from the WWE. He had Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker and end the undefeated streak. Brock Lesnar right now a free agent, not with the WWE as of right now when we're doing this show. AJ Lee became the WWE Divas champion. AJ Lee no longer with the WWE. And then you had Daniel Bryan beat Batista and Randy Orton to become champion. Daniel Bryan no longer with the WWE. 90% of this talent that we thought was going to take the WWE to this new plateau no longer with the company.
2: And are the talents that the WWE have in position to take them to the next plateau, actually taking them to the next plateau?
1: No, because Bully, what we thought was going to end at WrestleMania 30 was just the beginning because here we are going into a new era of the WWE because fans are back and we got SummerSlam and who are we talking about? we're talking John about Cena. Goldberg, we're talking about Edge, and we're talking about John Cena. So once again, a, th- a trend that we thought was going to end at WrestleMania 30 is still going on in 2021. And when they sell out SummerSlam,
2: what is that to say about the decision-making?
1: And and that's the constant fight and the constant struggle, right? Because the WWE could say, hey, we just sold out SummerSlam. But this is where there's a lot of concerns, Bully. Yes, they're selling out SummerSlam. But my concern is, where is this company going to be in five Now... Back in WrestleMania 30, I was saying the same thing. Where's this company going to be in five or ten years? I thought it was in good hands because of this new talent. But here we are, bringing back Goldberg again for a main event match at WrestleMania. Like, I I, I fear, where is the WWE going to be in five or ten years? Or does it even matter? Does it matter? Like, do superstars and wrestlers even matter in the world of the WWE. A few of them do. A
2: handful of them do. The ones that um, are at the very, very top. Roman matters. Charlotte matters. Seth matters, I think. Becky matters. And we'll be mm-hmm. seeing. that. That's one of the things that we did not bring up last week. We were talking about the stealing of the headlines, Dave. Like, last Thursday, I believe, me and you were discussing... If Punk did come back at um in Chicago, which would be on a Friday night, right? Yeah. And then Saturday night is SummerSlam, and then Sunday night is NXT. We were talking about names that could steal the thunder of CM Punk coming back. But does a returning Becky Lynch at SummerSlam, and then announcing maybe that she'll be on Monday Night Raw, does that take the thunder out of punk's return possible return speculated return
1: yeah a little bit but not really and here's why because becky is with the wwe like you know she's not a free agent she's not coming off the heels of another company she she is signed with the wwe it's just a matter of when she's going to be back so you know becky's going to be back you just don't know when Becky is going to come back. And, and you know, if she was to come back at SummerSlam, it would be a great moment. She would get a tremendous pop, and it would be great to have Becky back. I don't know if it would steal the headlines from Punk just based on the fact that she never left.
2: And unfortunately, the way we look at creative these days, Becky comes back, and we all go, yeah! And then it's like, all right, what are they going to do with her on Monday? All right, what do they got for her in the future? Listen, they fell into this Becky Lynch thing. They didn't come up with it themselves, as we know. And we've discussed here many, many things. Vince stepped in shit, and he realized that shit smelled like money. And somehow they figured out a way to run with it. Uh, My confidence in the booking of any one character, other than Roman Reigns, is very low. Because I know Roman's booking is basically done by Heyman. Everybody else, shaky ground. Did you ever think we'd ever be speaking about
1: Charlotte and Asuka in a match and going, eh, who cares? Yeah, it being a throwaway match on a Monday Night Raw. Think about that. That was one of the better WrestleMania matches that we've seen over the last 10 years in New Orleans. But now, but it became just another match on Monday Night Raw. I mean, you could almost see where this is going, Bully. And I could be completely wrong, but I'm guessing at SummerSlam, we're getting Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, and, and, and Nikki Ash, right? Or Nikki A-S-H or whatever they want you to call her. Charlotte wins, becomes the champion, Becky's music hits face-off between Becky and, and Charlotte and SummerSlam and, you know, makes you want to tune into Monday Night Raw. I mean, but you could almost see it coming from a mile away, yes or no?
2: Yes, and just because it's simple doesn't mean it's wrong. It's it's actually right. That's what you yeah. want to do. But now Monday rolls along, and you hope and you pray that they capitalize on the momentum of bringing Becky back um, at SummerSlam and we've seen them capitalize on, on momentum for like a week or two have you ever seen them capitalize on momentum
1: like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? No, and, and case in point would be Daniel Bryan. I just explained how Daniel Bryan, I mean, Bully, for, for those who lived it, know it, and for those who didn't, go back and watch it. There was nothing more organic, organic than Daniel Bryan, what he was able to do at WrestleMania 30, because the guy that they wanted, Vince McMahon wanted a returning Batista to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 30, and the fans did not want it they wanted daniel bryan so they said all right let's go with it and then just to remind people the next year at wrestlemania daniel bryan was in the opening match for the intercontinental championship and there you that's what they were able to do between that's what they were able to do between wrestlemania 30 and wrestlemania 31 and that's why I always use Steve Austin.
2: I know you just went to Daniel Bryan. That's what you call that's what you call capitalizing capitalizing on momentum. Night after night, week after week, month after month, year after year. Hulk Hogan, same thing. We don't see that anymore. We don't see anybody catching fire anymore. Yes, Becky caught fire, not because it was written on paper, because Nia Jack stiffed the piss out of her. That's why. Yeah. That's where my concerns come with creative. That's where my concerns come with vision. I would, be, you know what? As much as people, you know, complain about Vince and they say Vince is out of touch, a lack of vision, I would be much happier if Vince McMahon was just writing the show by himself because then we know it's one vision and one vision only. And that's the way it used to work back in the day. Yes, it's okay. You're, you your right hand men should be your agents not this plethora of people who have no idea what pro wrestling is looks like smells like is so utilize the agents more in the creative process they're the ones that have the education not some kid who just graduated from NYU with a degree in um uh m- story writing and marketing or whatever. He doesn't know what wrestling is. Oh, He's never in a it, real fight in his life.
1: He doesn't know? Bully, you're 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 throwing out a scenario. Come on. Let's not forget what just happened a couple of months ago for God's sakes. My the po- WWE exactly. yeah, WWE hired a stand-up comedian that was that never watched pro wrestling until she got the job and wasn't a fan and thought it was a joke and couldn't believe that she actually got the job. She just did it as a money grab and oh my god, I actually got the job. I can't believe it. And the only reason she was let go is because she was went on a podcast and talked about it and it, and it put egg on the WWE's face. That's who they actively. Hired to be a creative writer with the WWE, somebody who never watched wrestling, wasn't a fan, and was a, a stand-up comedian. So I mean, I mean, we're not making that up. That's truth. That's a hundred percent truth. And the only reason she was let go was because she embarrassed the WWE by going on a podcast and making fun of the fact that she actually was able to get a job.
2: I would much prefer to see one creative person in charge one vision with the help of the agents the former the, the Shane Helms of the world the Abysses Agreed. of the world the uh, the the Devons the Adam Pierce's whoever you have hired to be producers those are the guys that can help you more in my opinion than these creative people yes if you want to keep your more senior creative guys who fully understand the way vince operates okay but not these minions of nobodies who just don't get it who are all chasing the hug every week they write well hopefully vince will like my idea well what about you well, i hope he likes my idea too maybe i could sell it to him that's what's going on it's as if it's as if there's no best interest in the product next time it's who can push their agenda through what creative member can get their agenda through what wrestler who can get their agenda through what agent who can get their agenda through how about the agenda be entertaining your fucking fans
1: Oh, and and bully! It drives me fucking crazy because you know, obviously, I look at social media. I love interacting with our audience and our nation on social media. But I love people like you know what Stop! Sorry, sorry. You know what? who I give the pencil to over there? Who? Edge.
2: Why? Why not? Why not? Why not? Guy like that deserves
1: a pencil. Guy like that gets it. No, bu- bully! You're fucking wrong. Why would you give a WWE (laughs) Hall of Famer that's been a pro wrestling fan his entire life that's lived and breathed... No, let's find a fucking person that uh, that was thrown a bone to be on fucking a Conan O'Brien show one fucking time and has done stand-up comedy in front of 50 people. Let's give that fucking person a pencil and let them be a creative writer for Monday Night Raw. Doesn't even know the name of the champion. I think his name is Bobby Leslie. That's who you give creative control to. Ricky Bobby. No, you know, know, it it drives me fucking crazy because, Bully, I I love these round tables that they fucking have that were on the network. And they would complain about WCW back in the day that Jim Hurd, who was like a CEO with, you know, like a Domino's or Pizza Hut, you know, he was making creative decisions. How could they do No, but it's okay for you to do it now. I mean, it's unfucking believable what they're doing. And then they wonder why they're not gaining any audience. They're not gaining viewers, people. You know what? I don't I don't care about you're comparing them to a show that's been on the air for less than two years. Stop it. Stop comparing it to AEW. Enough already. AEW has been around for less than two years. The WWE is not gaining an audience. It's losing their audience. And then you wonder why.
2: And that's one of the reasons AEW is gaining ground because the WWE is losing their audience. There are a lot of people falling out of love with the WWE and are, are, are looking for a new relationship and that's very easily found in AEW. Does everything make sense? No, but man, is it a fun show? Like I, I, it, it sickens me at times Dave to know that since I was eight years old I was a wrestling fan just like you were you might have even you're you're, you're probably a bigger wrestling fan than I ever was but since I'm a kid and then snooker and morocco the garden and every show that i had ever been to and then knowing your entire life that all you wanted to do was be a pro wrestler and an entertainer and this and that and then becoming successful at it and then getting to talk about it on the air like man just give me some good pro wrestling please just give me a fun show Give me something that's entertaining. The last thing I want to do is come on on this radio and go, "Oh, you know, this was bad or that was bad." or I can fix this and fix that and insist his ass and blah blah blah. I just want to watch a fun show. That's what I get on Wednesday nights. I wish I could get that on Monday nights. I wish I could get on that on Friday. Friday nights are better than Monday
1: nights. Oh, much better.
2: And then I'm it's hoping very Monday fr- night would be good too. Dave, imagine how fr- I know how frustrating it is for you. Imagine how frustrating it is for me, Mark and
1: Tommy. Because you know you experienced what it was like in its heyday. You you were there, you were a part of it. So it must pain you to see where where it's come to. And and bully, this is what frustrates me too on the other side as fans. Because I've been reading a lot of tweets. I'm sure you've seen it too. Oh Mark Henry moved to AEW. Where's your loyalty? Oh Daniel Bryan's going to sign with AEW. Where's your loyalty? CM Punk, they made your name. Where's your loyalty? Let me ask you something, bully. When you see what's happened to Bray Wyatt or any of these people that's gotten whacked and released. Where's the where's the loyalty to them? Let me tell you something
2: about loyalty in the world of independent contractor employment. Your loyalty is to the almighty dollar. That's where your loyalty is. Do you think companies show loyalty to wrestlers? No, when they're done with them and they find they, they have nothing for them, they cut their loyalty too and you move on. Just like back in the territory days, nobody was really loyal. Everybody understood that you work here for a little while, you make a good living for a little while, then you move on. There's not really a loyalty. We the, yeah, Like an Andre was to the WWE or a Taker was to the WWE. That loyalty doesn't exist. You have to be loyal to yourself your family and to your bank account where can i make the best living and shine as a performer that's where the loyalty is this is not the 1923 yankees with babe ruth and Lou Gehrig, and yeah we're loyal to the team and we're a team for five, 10 years that does not exist it's it's more fake than you could ever possibly imagine you get into this business, you are on your own. You know who I had a loyalty to? Devon. You know who Devon had a loyalty to? Me. And when me and my me and Devon went our separate ways, D- I no longer had a loyalty to him the same way I had as a team. And him to me, vice versa. Because now you got to do what you got to do for yourself. So fuck this loyalty talk. It doesn't exist. Oh, we're a family. We're loyal to each other. Oh, we're, all, we're all a team. You have no idea in this business how quick throats get cut and knives sink into backs. There's this narrative out there that, oh, that doesn't go on anymore. Yeah, it does. It just does in different ways. Most people are afraid to talk about it because their fear heat. I don't fear heat. I don't care about it. I'll tell you the truth. But loyalty in the wrestling business?
1: No. Nah. But, but, bully, now it's like a different way because now it's social media. And I'm just going to, you know, and then, you know, talent throws out tweets. And I think you would agree, Bully, where it's very vague. It's like, I, I don't know what, how how to explain it. But like Keith Lee, last week, after everything that happened to him, he tweeted this out. He said, I've decided, period, I'm just going to tell you guys the story myself. Give me a week or two. What does that mean? What does that mean? You know, Thea Thea said, ooh, the day my muzzle comes off. You know, she tweeted that after this weekend. What does that mean? Is that mean she's on unha- Does that mean that they're unhappy? Does that mean that like they're tired of what's going on? Does it mean enough's enough? Like, would you say that the WWE has been loyal to Thea Trinidad, you know, Zelina Vega, or a Keith Lee, or a Carrying Cross? Like, you know, when you look at the way that they've been booked and how they've been shown on TV, I can't blame a wrestler saying, you know, what, I'm going to think of myself first. The only thing think? you're guaranteeing. Wait guarantee- a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, what are they complaining about? They signed. That's true. But but also too bully, what was promised to them? Would it What was the only
2: thing that matters when it comes to a promise is what's in black and white in your contract. Every, otherwise, it's just words, 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 blah, blah, blah. Hey, wrestler, A, we'd like to bring you back and we'd like to do this. And maybe we'll give you a run with this. And then the IC title for six months. And then maybe the world champion. Yeah, I can see you working the main event at WrestleMania. Unless all of that stuff is in black and white, you have zero. You have nothing but lies, which is what this business has been built on. Empty promises. That's why you have to watch out for yourself. Your loyalty is to yourself. You have to protect yourself, your character, your act, your rock and roll band to the end. Black and white, that's why. like with with I'll, I'll just use hulk as the example creative control he knew that if he could get that in black and white he could always play that card if he ever wanted it at the end of the day if he if if 10 guys were coming at him from all ends hulk you got to do the job you got to do this you got to do this you got to do this eric said hulk i need you to do this i expect you to do this i want you to do this if hulk didn't want to do it he'd go creative control brother it's in black and white and you signed it thanks for listening catch us monday through saturday on busted open from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156
0: the busted open podcast
1: busted open is part of the sirius xm podcast network the executive producer is ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director,
0: Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM
1: Podcasts.